On today's episode of Football's Finest with Easton and Seth, we give our instant draft reactions to last Sunday's draft, as well as give our opinions on the draft's best and worst pick. We give our early season favorites to win the league, as well as give our bust and must-watch predictions for players this season. We preview the early hot seat candidates for coaches across the league while also previewing each of our league's teams. We also look ahead to tonight's opener with the Chiefs and Texans. I hope you all enjoy the pod. Billy Squire will take it away now. Welcome to another edition of the Football's Finest with Easton and Seth. We are happy to be back for another football season. Didn't know if it was going to happen for a while with all the the coronavirus, but thankfully it's happening, and uh, I'm glad to get it going again. I guess. Yeah, it's it's great to have football back. I'm I'm oh, extremely excited. Got the got the Chiefs and the Texans tonight. That ought to be a good way to kick off the season. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad the first game of the year I have a rooting interest. So <laughs> Yeah, for real. Um, of course, I got a little rooting interest in it just because I have old Patty as my quarterback. But... Oh, so you're kind of forced to, to root for the Chiefs offense. I know. Of course, I guess you know they're going to be good, so it's like you don't really have to do much rooting. But but anyway, yeah. so let's jump right in. Uh what are your what were some of your instant draft reactions from the other night? We had our draft on Sunday. Um, I I've got a couple. Of them. I'm sure they're pretty similar to what yours are, but I'll let you go first and take that away. Yeah, I'm guessing that we're gonna just pretty much hammer Garrick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he drafted. He kind of went in and out of of manually and then auto drafting, and he ended up with six running backs. So he's got incredible depth at the running back position. Um, he's representing just about a fourth of the running backs in the league on his on his team, and he's got uh, he's got uh, Larry Fitzgerald. I noticed that was his last pick. Oh yeah, he, he had he, to log back in to get him. Yeah, but if if you want, if anybody else wants Larry Fitzgerald, you can find him on the waiver wire in week in week two because <laughs> he just adds him and drops him the whole time. Yeah, so you can pretty well, much. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and technically he's got seven running running backs if you consider his quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he took Lamar, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was a lot of head scratchers from Garrick's draft. Uh, of course, we'll get to that a little bit more uh, in a little bit. But, but yeah, and then, of course, he had to get Gronkowski. And I'm pretty sure he took him in, what, the second round? Yeah, he did take – he reached for Gronk extremely early for a guy yeah. who is who is now – taking a year off there's three factors he's old he's taking a year off and he gets hurt every year yeah so i and, wouldn't and, and on so top many of that good... last year the last year that he played he wasn't even productive right right and, and a fourth reason is there's so many receivers down there at tampa bay that he's yeah exactly the other and then side... another thing looking at garrick's roster is on his running backs the two he's relying on his starters one of them is an injury-prone guy who hadn't played a full season in two years, and the other <laughs> one is a kicker who's a backup. So, a backup kicker. Yeah, basically, it's like I I don't understand where he thinks his production is going to be coming from. I think they have David Johnson over-projected for Week One. He's projected thirteen, but 
I don't see him getting that much production, especially against the Chiefs' defense, who, granted, they're not the greatest defense, but their run defense stepped it up quite a bit towards the end of the year last year. And Yeah, thank goodness. So, I mean, I don't see him really producing much that week, and it's not like they – they don't really utilize their backs out of the backfield very much in terms of in the passing game. So I don't, I don't understand where the production is going to come from there. So yeah, right. Garrick's teams, it's going to be shaky starting off, but you know, anything we ever say never ever comes to fruition. So he might be like far and away the best team this year. Who no, knows? He'll probably end up being good, but we're still <laughs> yeah. going to put him on the hot seat anyway. Hey, I hate to digress, but I have a, I have a side note. So oh, go kicker, right ahead. I, I'm sure Caleb will tell you firsthand that kickers are really important in this league or in any league. They actually score a ton of points. Yeah. But I noticed who in the world is Young Hoo Koo? Did I pronounce that right? He's a he's I, a kicker for – did you remember seeing Oh, oh Young Way Koo? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, the Falcons kicker, I think. He's, he was the one who uh, in the Thanksgiving game – Against the Saints last year, he had like three onside kicks that were successful in a row. Or something oh like wow! That. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off Koo's back then. <laughs> I, I send my apologies to the Koo family. But yes, two before he was at the Falcons, he was cut by the Chargers because he missed like four kicks in his first game. Didn't even make it to week two. So, and is he is he from China? I don't know where he's from. I, I would wonder, say he's, he's not from around these parts. Yeah, I, I wonder if his teammates are going to be, during these times of this pandemic, I wonder if his teammates are going to be steering <laughs> a little clear. He's probably from Wuhan. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, but another thing that was a kind of a draft reaction for me was Robert. Uh, I don't even think he got on outside of the first round, if that, and auto-drafted a pretty good team. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Let me pull him up real quick. But he's got he's got good depth at running back. He doesn't have great receiver like he doesn't have like elite receivers, but the receivers he has is, are good. He's got Odell and Calvin Ridley as his two starters, which I mean that's serviceable. And on top, but his bench is what's really good at receiver because he's got uh, he's got Terry McLaurin, Michael Gallup, Will Fuller, who's going to be the number one guy. You, you could assume in Houston because Brandon Cooks will always get hurt. And then he's got John Brown, and that was his last pick. Wow. So, so he, yeah. He, you said he's got Odell. Uh, I think Odell's really looking to steamroll the, the competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there in Cleveland. He's really trying to get a Cleveland steamer going. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, I read that article and couldn't believe it because we, we've always made that joke. Yeah. I got, assuming I got that nobody was into that. I got off of work to all these like notifications about it, and I'm like, "What in the world?" I mean, and then I get on and actually look at it, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this man's a sicko!" I believe it because the story was just so outrageous. <laughs> you can't it, make it up. No, you can't. You can't make that up. That was crazy. It's like some of the fabled cabin ten stories back in the day. <laughs> yeah, they're that's... just so far fetched. It's like that had to be real because nobody in their right mind would make that up. No. No, no. Thank goodness, though, that that the winner of the uh, they're the loser of our fantasy league. It's not it's not consensual that they're getting <laughs> their punishment. Yeah, this is very Odell true. wants it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I digress. Yeah. Have fun with that. Have fun having that guy on your team, Robert. <laughs> um. But yeah. So, uh, I like where Robert's team's at. He he really got the auto draft gods looking after him this year. So. Kudos to Robert on that. 
Yeah, he, uh, Roberts had such bad success in in the in fantasy for all these years that he probably just thought that ESPN can do a better job than he can, and he and it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's true. smart. Yeah, because how many has Robert only made the playoffs what once in the last couple of years? Yeah, yeah, at least since we've been in PPR. He seems like he's always in the hunt for the wild card, but he finishes uh, seventh <laughs> or eighth most yeah. of the time, and occasionally he'll mix in a sixth. Occasionally, he'll sneak into that wild card round. Yeah, he's he's Robert. How many years have we done fantasy? Uh, I believe this will be the sixth year. Robert's been in in had five rebuilding seasons, so he's finally. (laughs) (laughs) But the organization's still set on him as the coach. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like like the Marvin Lewis situation all over again. (laughs) Oh man, um. So, anyways, uh, let's move on to the best and worst pick of the draft. So, uh, for my best pick, I have Daniel. He took Darren Waller in the fifth round, round forty-five or pick forty-five. Yeah, um, I think that's a really good pick, given like he's you have like the big three tight ends um, with Ertz, Kittle, and Kelsey, and those three usually go within the first three rounds. And then after that, it's just kind of a crapshoot. But I was surprised Darren Waller fell that far because he had a really productive year last year. He was basically the go-to guy for the for the Raiders. And you know that Derek Carr is going to be looking to him a lot of the time because they don't really have anybody else outside. Yeah, and he's got one of the best head coach slash offensive coordinators in football, right? So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the best <laughs> offensive mind in the game. Gruden, baby. He's going to get him the ball. If Derek Carr can get him the ball, then he'll he'll score some points. Oh, yeah, for sure. I remember last year he was – anytime that Darren Waller went out on like a little streak route or whatever, he would always just torch all the Broncos defenders. And I'd, I'd be yelling obscenities at the TV. And <laughs> You're like, who's this, who's this Waller guy who's, I know. who's torching us? And then next thing you know, he's got 25 points in fantasy. So it's like it's a double loss. Lost to the Raiders, lost to whoever – lost to Garrick, whoever had him last year. But – but yeah, so uh, who was your best pick of the of the draft, in your opinion? You're gonna accuse me of being a homer, but I really like the uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire pick. Uh, out of uh, I, I think that I think that he's gonna be pretty good in Kansas City. Yeah, especially yeah. how the guy who we thought was gonna be our running back opted out. Oh yeah, so yeah, I agree be, with that. Yeah, if he if he can come through, I think that's it. Who took him again? Uh, beer and cigs did. Oh, of course. <laughs> but, you and Caleb, I I feel like you, Caleb, and 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 Dad are the three uh, are the three fantasy owners that I can't believe don't have a win yet. Yeah, I uh, last year I had a pretty down year, but the year before that I was I had, I was really close, and I think you ended up edging me out for the for the championship. I got lucky but, and beat and beat Scott somehow in the. The, yeah, because Scott was dominant that yeah. two years ago. I mean, he was putting up like 150 a game. His guys just got a little complacent there down the stretch. Yeah, they did. That that week 15 hit, and they're like, eh, we don't want to play this week. <laughs> but, yeah, I yeah. I agree with you on that. I think that he's the – like, Saquon was the only other rookie that I can remember that was, like, placed up that high before they'd even taken a snap. Yeah, they did. Uh, They're really high on him, especially because I think Andy Reid's kind of alluded that he thinks that that maybe end up being the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's at LSU. He was good catching passes, and he's he's like a little bowling ball. So I mean, he can get lost between those tackles and just and then break out some big runs. But mm-hmm. 
But yeah. Um, and then obviously our my worst pick was Lamar Jackson by Garrick. And it's not that Lamar's not a bad player and not somebody that I wouldn't want to have on my team, but it's the fact that if you're gonna go quarterback in the first round, it's gotta be Patrick Mahomes. It can't like as much as uh Lamar had a good year, I don't see him recreating what he did last year. And on top of that, it just set him up for even a worse draft down the stretch because like we mentioned before, he's got six running backs. But his two starters aren't going to be incredible contributors. His receivers are decent, but I don't know. I just see a lot of fall off on his roster after Lamar. And that's not a chance you want to take going into the first round. I'm always scared to take quarterbacks anyway early because it just seems like most quarterbacks are going to get you 10 to 15. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the majority of them can do that. So you can pick that up at any time. But there's there's only a few running backs and receivers that can score a lot of points every week. Uh, oh, yeah. So and I usually kinda, would rather have those guys. Yeah, and that's kind of what I did going into all the fantasy leagues that I'm in this year is I tried to draft, like, running back heavy to start out because especially at the running back position, there's about 10 guys that will get you good, like, consistent points every week. Mm. And then after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. And if you wait till the second round, especially if you're a, a pick that's further back, Oh yeah. Then, then you may be stuck with a, a, a James Conner or somebody like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. James Conner, he just—I don't know. He was—he didn't have a good la- good year last year. Now it might might change given the Big Ben's coming back, so he'll get a lot more looks out of the backfield. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, he's not somebody I'd want to rely on as my number one guy. And you, well, you also have Snell, Samuels, and McFarland too. There's there's kind of four running backs. Oh yeah, yeah. There. I forgot about that. So, yeah, that's kind of another thing. And then uh, also with having, from a Broncos perspective, like they had Melvin Gordon raised really high and Philip Lindsay really low. But I don't see that being like where Gordon's such a workhorse back that you want to count on him. I think no. it's going to be a lot more of a running back by committee like it has been. No, because, he had one. Melvin Gordon had one great year. Yeah, and then ever, ever since then he's been middle of the road. Yeah. Uh, trust so. me, I know I've had him. <laughs> oh man um so yeah uh who are your early favorites to win the league okay um as much as this pains me to say because because he always thinks he's good i think that clay's team is really really good i think that clay uh drafted a pretty good team and uh i'll i'll, I'll go to clay's team real quick and tell you what i like oh yeah i really like his receivers Tyler Lockett was incredible for me last year. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah, I mean, I think we may disagree on this, but I think that, uh, I think that Tom Brady is going to have a decent year just because he has so many weapons. Oh yeah. This, so what, I know he's, the... I know he's slipped, obviously he's 44, however old he is. Anybody but, can, can be good with those weapons though. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I mean, I, I think Clay might be a little weak at running back. We just talked about Melvin Gordon and Aaron Jones, but he, yeah. but, but Michael Thomas and Tyler Lockett, Kittle, you got to think it's going to have a bounce back. Oh yeah. It's going to be better. And then T.Y. at his, at his flex position is really good. Yeah. He was a guy I was looking out for because that's one thing about Phillip Rivers, as bad as he is, he can get the ball to his receivers and he like scores points. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, oh, Keenan Allen, I don't think he's the greatest receiver in the world, but he was always putting up incredible numbers. Yeah, we'll see what Phil he looks Rivers like. To him. We'll see what he looks like this year. But yeah, this 
going back to what you said about Tom Brady, uh, I think this is the best set of weapons he's had since, what, the 08 Patriots that went undefeated when they had uh, Gronk and oh, – Welker. Yeah, Welker, Aaron Hernandez, and they still had Randy Moss then too. So Yeah, Aaron Hernandez really killed it that year. He really did. <laughs> killed it some more later on too. <laughs> Uh, did they have – was that 2008? That was before Edelman, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Okay. If, I think he didn't get on, get on the Patriots till like, the 2010s maybe. He wasn't, too, he wasn't too long after that. Imagine if, you, if they had had him too. Oh, my gosh, yeah. They would have been in white receiver heaven. <laughs> That's true. That was – but, yeah, I think that he's set up – I mean, there's really not a scenario unless he gets hurt. There's not a scenario where – I feel like with all those weapons that he just comes out and totally flops. Oh, no. Look, he's at least going to be an average quarterback. Yeah. And they've got a decent O-line, and their defense, not enough people talk about their defense last year. They were the best pass defense uh, in the league last year. And so, plus they've got Shaq Barrett, who came over from Denver and led the league in sacks. So, I mean, I think they've, they're definitely going to be a playoff contender team. I don't know. I'm hesitant to say that Tampa Bay will be like a Super Bowl team. But mm-hmm. they're definitely going to be in the hunt for the playoffs. Just them and the them and the Saints will definitely be battling it out for that division in the wild card round. I think that just comes down to Brady. If Brady has an average year, then they're a playoff contender. And I mm-hmm. think if if Brady were to come out and turn back the clock and look great, then they could they could be a threat. Oh, they're without a doubt a Super Bowl contender if if he can look like forty or thirty nine or forty year old Tom instead of forty four year old Tom. Are you kind of getting a, a sense of like this? This Tom Brady situation could be similar to to when Peyton came to your Broncos and won that Super Bowl. Yeah, I could I could see that. Obviously, Peyton was a little bit younger whenever uh, he came than Tom Brady, but he also wasn't nearly as healthy. He had, still he just on the off that neck surgery and could still barely grip the ball until like basically the season started. But the year that he won that Super Bowl, though, he Peyton Manning was clearly on the decline. Oh, without uh, obviously, yeah, he threw five yeah. picks in a in a game that year, didn't he? Uh, yeah, against the Chiefs. That, it was either the Chiefs or the Raiders, and it was a divisional game. But that's how we got Brock. Brocky was Brocky started a few games when Peyton was. Yeah, the Brocket chip. And then couldn't yeah, figure was... out why he wasn't starting in the Super Bowl over Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah, was... over over a healthy Peyton Manning, it's like hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder why. I don't but... care if Peyton Manning throws twenty straight interceptions. You don't start. Brock Osweiler. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's kind of weird because that season, that was like, we had like the least expectation on us because like the offense had like tailed off towards the end of the previous year. And we weren't really sure how the, how the defense was going to be because the defense kind of had a down year the year before. So that was Mm -hmm. definitely one of the surprise years, but, but yeah. Um, So anyways, my favorites that I have for the season now, you know I mean this because I don't like giving his team much credit, but uh, Team Osage, I think, is an early – Team Osage and No Poo Poo Dan. No Poo Poo Dan? Yeah, and that's the surprise team. They had a really good draft. And I was looking over all the rosters. Um, he's got Drew Brees as quarterback, which I think that's honestly his biggest question mark on his team. Because given his age, you don't just don't know how he's going to be coming into the year. No, but in terms of his, he kind of he kind of angered his teammates. Yeah, true. They might not want to play for him. <laughs> but uh, 
his running backs, he's got Dalvin Cook and Todd Gurley. And I think Todd Gurley will have a little bit of a bounce back year. Um, And then his receivers are DeAndre Hopkins and Amari Cooper with DK at his flex. So I really like his receiving core. And then uh, for his tight end, he's got Darren Waller. So I, I really like what his starting lineup gives. I think he's, he's going to be a team to at least look out for, if not be a favorite, he'll definitely push some teams. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I was, I was also going to say, uh, I'm not kissing up to the guy running the podcast, but I think your team's really, really good, especially your quarterback and running back, Mahomes yeah, and McCaffrey. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about my team this year. We're def- I definitely don't think it's a last-place team, barring any injuries, knock on wood. Or, or but, COVID uh, cases. You never know how that's going to work. Yeah, you, could that's... Lose it. you could lose good guys for two weeks if they happen to test positive. Yeah, that is true. But the, the way my lineup's looking right now, I'm pretty – pretty happy about it i think my uh my biggest area of concern is honestly my tight end i saw that because, yeah i drafted him because i'm i'm just really high on him watching him towards the end of last year he was i think he was really starting to break out and come into his own so it'll be interesting to see kind of how he does not i've got jared cook on my bench so if noah fant blows chunks jared cook's at least there and he'll get me okay points I mean, he's not going to get me great, but being in Drew Brees' offense, at least get me something. Well, you based it on, like, actual statistics and, and you feel like no offense peaking. I just took my tight end because I liked his wife. <laughs> Zach Ertz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had Zach Ertz the last couple of years, I think, in this league. And he's always – he's done pretty good for me. He's all, he's a reception monster. He de- He won't put up, like, a huge amount of yards, but – in a PPR league, I just want him to catch the ball. Yeah, exactly. He can catch ten passes for ten yards. I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me that ten points. But eleven points, whatever. <laughs> okay, but uh, let's see here. Um, I'm gonna go to your team real quick. I, you always have a pretty solid team. I actually haven't didn't pay too much attention. Now, oh, I love your quarterback. Whenever I saw that you took him, I was like, man. Because I have him in a couple other leagues, but I love Kyler Murray. I didn't really have to reach for him either, which was yeah, which was nice. What'd you get him in like the sixth round? I think. Uh, I can check. I I took him. I took him forty seventh overall. Oh yeah, that was a good pick then. Which, which yeah, I'll take. Yeah, you know, whatever that yeah, was. The fifth. fourth round. Uh, I think it's the fifth round. Fifth. Yeah. But yeah, and then I like your receivers. Julio is always a good pick, and then. AJ Brown, if he can, if he can build off what he did last year, and if Tannehill can get him the ball, yeah, that's that'll be really the good. They're kind of high on him, his talent. Oh yeah. And I went. I decided to put Hollywood as my flex because I know he's not going to catch a ton of balls, but there's always that chance that he can get behind the secondary. Oh, yeah. He just needs one catch to, to have a good week. Oh, exactly. Yeah, and I think he was one of those guys that kind of picked up steam at the end of the year. He had a he started off really hot, then obviously hit that rookie wall, and then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, yeah, your team's looking good too. So, I think you're you're spud safe. Not a not a last place. Finish, no, that's that's not think. a last place roster for sure. Um, do, do we want to get to some last place rosters though? Oh yeah, we by all <laughs> means. Um, let's see. Let's just go down the list. So we'll go with uh, we'll start with I hate marijuana. We'll go. Let's see what he's got on his roster. His picture is somebody stoned out. I love it. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. 
Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like an, a last place roster to me. I think he's, I think he's safe for now. Um, he's not super deep at his receiving core, I guess. Doesn't like, scream contender. No, but he's definitely he he could make the playoffs with this roster. I think he's he'd be happy to get a four seed. Yeah, Eckler uh, Eckler makes me a little bit nervous in, yeah, in one way. Him being, yeah, just him being the bell cow. Yeah, because well, because Terod and Herbert are his two quarterbacks. Oh yeah, but at the same time, that could be a good thing because they could just dump it off to him. Yeah, that's true. Because he was averaging like 15, 20 a game last year just because he was getting all those little dump-offs. He, he may just like – they may those two quarterbacks may be just looking for a hot read. Oh, yeah. Half the time, and that's that's him. So, but Yeah, and then with him having Evan Ingram, if Evan Ingram can stay healthy, he's good, good, but he's just – he's constantly getting dinged up and having little injuries that he has to miss games for. So, uh I'd have a little bit of concern there. He also doesn't have a backup tight end, so he's really rolling with Evan Ingram. Yeah, um, most I don't draft another tight end either because I feel really? like I can, just, I can just find one that'll get that'll get five points or something. Yeah, true. Yeah, usually my second tight end ends up getting dropped for a defense whenever I need one for the week or a kicker, depending on which one's doing good. I liked Caleb's comment that. Uh, that he said that he drafted whatever defense he took. I don't even know. And then said, yeah, they'll be on my team for about a week. <laughs> oh, yeah. He piggybacked off that. I shouldn't have told him that. I, yeah. I, I think I was the first one to start just streaming a defense every week to play, oh, against, yeah. to play against a bad to play against yeah. a bad offense. Yeah, unless he – because there's not really, like, any super dominant defenses right now. I mean – Not yet. I mean, we'll find yeah. out. But Yeah, I mean, obviously that can change when the season starts, but – but yeah, and then so I hate marijuana. Uh, I think they're safe from a spud. Um, they're a middle of the pack team, but a couple injuries could derail their season. Um, so then team beer and cigarettes. Obviously, we we looked at their his roster a little bit. I think he's got a he's got a decent roster with Russell Wilson and Ceh. Um, one thing to watch out for would be Miles Sanders on his team, though. Uh, he's projected really high this year, and I didn't, I didn't think he had the greatest year last year, did he? No, he was kind of. Who was that other? He was in a Philadelphia last year. Also had had a couple other guys, including including Preston's pick, Boston Scott. Yeah, <laughs> the whole Boston Scott. Yeah, I guess they did get rid of Jordan Howard. At that's last who it was. Year, so, yeah. Um, because, yeah, I'm looking at stats now. He had 818 rushing yards, uh, which isn't bad. But obviously, he was splitting carries. But he only had three touchdowns. So It only I mean, matters, can, yeah. Yeah, if he can figure out a way to get more touchdowns, then I think he'll be a good pick. I was just kind of surprised coming into the year seeing how high, highly ranked he was. If, if you're a running back and you don't catch many passes and you don't get in the end zone, you could be a 1,000-yard rusher and not going to score a ton of points. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the problem with like Philip Lindsay, for instance. Like I've had him the last couple of years, and he's he gets a lot. I mean, he's always a thousand yard rusher in the last two years, but because he's so small, he's kind of useless around the goal line unless unless he can break it like a twenty yard run for a touchdown. You're probably not getting a rushing touchdown from him. 
But, but yeah, so Caleb's team might not be as good as he was last year, but he's still looking like he'll be a solid team. Yeah, he's a good uh, he's a good owner too. He he does yeah or or uh, what do they call him in the NBA now? Managers. They're managers. Not, they're yeah. not owners. Yeah, anymore. Sorry. Yeah, too many too many negative connotations around the word owner. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, so if I if I go out and buy a car, I'm just the car's manager. I'm not the owner of the car. Yeah, you're the yeah. You can't. That's disrespectful <laughs> to, the, to the car. Um. So moving on, we got Robert's team next. We talked a little bit about him. I think he, I think he'll have a good year. He was a little auto draft success. One of his picks that I did like was he was able to get Cam Akers. Um, yeah, and people are pretty high on him, and I think he's going to be kind of the bell cow there. With the Rams. <sighs> Let's see who else is there. Oh, we obviously got Team Osage is back. Um, uh, he's still PP and Marcy. Yeah, he's. That's what I'm calling. That's what I'm calling his. Team. He'll he'll always be the PP stickers. Um, but There's... yeah, he's. I actually really like his roster. He's got Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb, which is a really good combo in the backfield uh it's got deshaun watson at quarterback which obviously he's always pretty good um then his receivers are pretty good i think out of the two tampa bay receivers i'd probably rather have chris godwin but mike evans still isn't bad um and then if tyler higby can uh kind of carry on with what he was doing at the end of the year last year then that might be the steal of the draft if if he can pick up where he was. So I know he, he only had like five games last year where he was just balling, but it was five right in a row at the end of the year. So he's got a little momentum. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's got the juice man. Uh, and then he's got, got a pretty good bench. Got Aaron Rodgers as backup. And he's got Devontae Parker and Brandon Cooks on his bench. So he's – I think his team's set up for a, a really good year. I think I think he's one of the contenders. Yeah, he is, as much as I hate to say it. Yeah, it pains me. But then, because uh, you know we'd hear about that every week, more yeah. so than we've heard about it from Garrick. Yeah, he can go have a great regular season, though. He just doesn't really perform when it, when yeah. it matters down the stretch. But he'll, he'll go get nine or ten wins or whatever, and and he'll – He'll be all fired up heading into the playoffs, and then he'll get bounced by Garrick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, let's see. Daniel's team's next. We already kind of talked a little bit about him. Uh, let's go to old Team Peace. Yeah, yeah. Go to Team Peace because I got some – I have some concerns here. Okay. All right. Let me hear him. Well, obviously, Dak always concerns me just, oh, just yeah. because he's just an average quarterback. But he's got – I mean – He's got a lot of weapons, so it's kind of the whole Tom Brady situation that Dak – he'll score points, but it's still Dak. Yeah. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor's a good pick. I think he's going to be really, really good, but rookie running backs are always a risk. Oh, yeah, you don't know when they're going to hit that wall. And Plus, so is he, like, for sure the starter? I haven't seen, like, a depth chart from the Colts. Because uh, I was kind of surprised that they took him in the – Second round, I guess it was. It might have been a first round. Yeah, he's, he's got Marlon Mack, who he's going to be in a timeshare. Yeah. And, and Matthew Berry 
says that he's it's likely that he can provide flex worthy production and he's starting at running back he's not the flex he's starting at running back for preston so yeah that's that is a little bit worrisome right see uh his receivers aren't bad Devontae adams and kenny galladay now is it kenny galladay or is it uh who's the other detroit receiver marvin jones jr marvin jones he's the marvin jones is their wide receiver one there right uh i i I would like to think so but probably not okay so it is kenny galladay yeah and this is what in in the in the write-up they said that he's a solid wide receiver three slash flex starter and he's starting at receiver for Preston, so that's obviously a risk. But yeah, and he's um, questionable. He's questionable yeah, this week. Yeah, and it's all dependent on which Matthew Stafford they get. Because uh, like last year, he looked like he was getting ready to have a big year, and then got hurt. Right. Um, so if you get Thanksgiving Matthew Stafford, then he'll throw for four hundred yards. Oh yeah, that question. guy's a man yeah. possessed on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, he's hungry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, they got Mark. Marky Mark. I was kind of upset whenever Preston took him. Yeah, he's he. They're expecting him to have a to have a really good year with him as an OU fan. We always know though that there's always the chance he can get hurt. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to get a lot of production in that offense. They that offense is built around if you don't if you don't have anything running the ball and throw to the tight ends. Um, so yeah, I think having Marky Andrews, I think he'll. I think he'll break out even more this year, assuming he can stay healthy. Uh, and then Deshaun Jackson, not crazy about his flex. No. I, I have a feeling either Antonio Gibson or A.J. Green are, are going to end up getting the flex spot from there. And Antonio Gibson, I've been hearing a lot of hype from him out of out of the football team in Washington. Yeah. Uh, I've been hearing how he's going to be kind of their bell cow now. I mean, they, they cut Adrian Peterson, who was slated to be their starter, so – yeah, he was just like forty, so that was the only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but so when was see. the last time? I mean, how long has it been since you looked back and thought, "Oh man, Deshaun Jackson just went off this year." It's been yeah, a while. Never. He has he has those games where it's like, "Man, why didn't I start him this week?" He'll always week one. You always want to start Deshaun Jackson because he's going to score like forty points. And then you start him in week two, and you're like, "What the heck? He got like two targets." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, gets two targets or gets hurt. That happened to me last year, so I I know the story. The the problem that I'm getting from Preston's lineup is that all the guys' bios that I'm reading, Matthew Berry is putting as a as a borderline flex option. Oh, so when you when yeah. that's your flex guy, that's okay. But when when it's your starting guys who are yeah. getting who are predict, who are projected flex value, then you may have some some problems. Yeah. It's Overall, little... though, I'm gonna put. I gotta say, team peace is an injury or two away, and you know it'll happen because Preston's guys always get hurt. Yeah, he always has the worst luck. He's so. an injury or two away from being in that, definitely in that bottom yeah. tier if he's not, not already. Yeah, not to mention Preston last year had a had one of the best years he's ever had. So he, he's down for a little bit of coming back to earth. Yeah, I would say like the stock market. You know, when yeah. it goes up, you kind of have a <laughs> correction. I think this is a correction year. For yeah, him. just just a market correction back to the mean. Yeah, he'll and and the mean for him, unfortunately for Preston, the mean is at the bottom. Yeah, that's no. that's the unfortunate thing. Um, so looks like the giant barn swing is next. Uh, let's take a gander at your team. I actually haven't looked at your team a whole lot. 
I guess we did look. We did just look at yours. I can't talk too much trash uh, because if you'll go through my my bench, I totally I totally screwed up and I drafted one quarterback. I mean, stupid, stupid, stupid decision. I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, I don't know. And there's going to be a quarterback that you can pick up at least for one week. There was that's what I did. Granted, I did obviously didn't work out for me, but I just ran with. Uh, the quarterback I had last year, I think I had Drew Brees last year, maybe. Um, but yeah, on his buy, I just went and picked up Philip Rivers on mm-hmm. on the buy and cut my least contributor. But but yeah, I like your running backs. Chris Carson's a stud. Uh, obviously, Derrick Henry's a stud. Um, I don't know that Derrick Henry has the most favorable matchup coming mm-hmm. into Week One, just playing the Broncos because last year they shut him down. But they also don't have Von Miller now. I was about to say, thankfully, they're down a uh, all pro linebacker. Yeah, that 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 hurt my heart. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like your receivers. I was I was really tempted to go with Marquise Brown uh, whenever he was available, but I figured I was like, nah, I should get somebody else because I, I think I I don't remember who I was debating between him and somebody else with. But I drafted him eighty seventh. Oh wow! Yeah, you got him. What like. Ninth round, which I felt like was kind of a steal in the ninth round, borderline yeah. steal. Oh yeah, because he had, a, especially for him, just being a rookie. And usually those second year receivers take a big jump, like Cortland Sutton and uh, DJ Shark did last year. So there's going to be weeks think- where he gets me two or three points, but he's also got the potential to go for twenty. Oh yeah, you just kind of have to take the good with the bad for yeah, sure. Kind of like Ross. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then your bench looks really good outside of just not having a quarterback. But yeah, other like, than other than not having a backup quarterback, we're we're okay. Yeah, Tyler Boyd, he was hurt a lot last year, but whenever he's in, he's productive. And I think having a competent quarterback in Joe Burrow, which I'm not sold, he'll be incredible. But I think he'll be he's obviously an upgrade from uh oh Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton. Yeah, the I rocket, can't really the Red Rocket. Um. Yeah, he's obviously an upgrade from that. I mean, getting AJ Green back will open up the field a lot more for him. Uh. So yeah, I think I think you got a pretty good pretty good bench too. And then w- the one pick I really liked that you got was old Jerry Judy. I think he's you like Judy. Yeah, I don't know that it'll be. He's obviously not somebody you're going to start right away, but he's somebody that could be one of those rookie receivers that blossoms late and ends up being a good contributor in fantasy. He could be a flex option. Towards the back half of the back half of the season, well, Andy's got old horse C C lock, <laughs> yeah. horse schlong lock. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm really interested to see how he does. I I don't remember who picked him up as their backup. I was I'm pretty sure somebody drafted him as their backup, but I'm not sure who. I took him in my uh, oil field league. Yeah, I think I took, I'm I mean, excited. About yeah, it. I think especially towards the second half of the year, I think is where you'll really see like the Broncos, all the Broncos fantasy guys really kind of making an impact because given they had like they had the fan, the coordinator change this year, they they're obviously going to be a little shaky starting out, and but the offensive line should be better this year, and obviously having a more competent running second running back than Royce Freeman will help and then having more than just Cortland Sutton to throw to will be big. So 
Yeah, and it's weird not seeing Emmanuel Sanders roaming the sideline for Denver. He was like, I know, not throwing a fit every two minutes he didn't get the ball thrown to him. <laughs> who was the other wideout who was really good for Denver? Beckham? Demarius. Yeah, Demarius Thomas. Yep. Yeah. He uh he unfortunately is uh pittered out of the league pretty fast. He, he's not with us anymore. No, I don't even I think he was on the Patriots roster going well, no, that was last year. He was somewhere, and then they cut him before training camp even started. I think. I think he got COVID before it was around. <laughs> yeah. He just we he it was a disappearing act. Oh yeah. Um. Let's see. We already talked a lot about Team Johnson. We won't beat that dead horse again. I I uh, will say though that that Team Johnson uh is my leading contender for the. For oh the yeah. Bud. Yeah, I would agree with that. Other than I think he's good at receiver, Tyreek and Thielen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about the only place. I'm pretty sure I had that exact – no, I guess I had Thiel in another league. I had Tyreek and Michael Thomas as my receivers last year. But he's starting a running back who who also could double as his kicker, Kareem Hunt. Yeah. But he's starting and, a guy who's not the starter. Yeah, he's exactly. Even, like, he's going to top out at nine or ten points when Chubb's going to get the bulk of the work there. So He also has Hakeem Bootker. Though. <laughs> I feel like Garrick and Hakeem Bootker go way back. I feel like he's been on Garrick's team for as long as Hakeem Bootker's been in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And Clay, I know Clay, uh, Clay likes to try to pronounce his name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Everybody on. who we're bagging on, though, I mean, I'm sure we'll have guests again at some point. Yeah. And uh, everybody who we're ripping on will have a chance to come on here and, and say their piece. Yeah, yeah. It'll be weird that we don't have the uh you and I don't have the intimidation factor though of of sitting there in person. Oh, I know. Though like it, it may be a little bit easier for them to to talk over the phone. Yeah, that's true. We're, we're like we're like PFT and Big Cat in there. We kind of <laughs> intimidate our guests a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. Just let them know who the alphas are. <laughs> but yeah, and then finally uh Clay's team, he's got a good team. Uh obviously like we said his running backs are a little a little shaky, but especially Melvin Gordon. I'm not, I'm not sold that he's gonna be the workhorse that Matthew Barry's thinking of. I think he's got maybe borderline flex potential, both him and Philip Lindsay. So we'll see. Because even, even whenever Philip Lindsay was like the main guy, he was still splitting carries like fifty fifty with Royce Freeman. Right. So yeah. Um, so yeah, the Garrick's really the only one that stands out as a team that's major spud watch. Everybody else, there's a lot of middle of the road teams that like have a chance, but everybody's kind of like an injury or two away. So I feel like the league's pretty balanced this year in that respect. The spud watch is kind of wide open though. I feel like the league, oh, yeah. Preston and Garrick may be the leading contenders, but they're not. It's not like a foregone conclusion that they're going to be bottom feeders. I think that I really think it's kind of wide open. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Hey, uh, is Denver's uh, head coach still Fanny Peck Fangio? <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> he's still keeping those timeouts in his Fanny Pack. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, he's he's still keeping them there. Might be in his uh in his little what's the the coffee gr- the grinds packs. Oh he yeah, he does those timeouts he, there. He rips those packets of grinds. Doesn't he, he does that, and he's always he always looks like he's in pain on the sidelines. He's a uh, he's never got a. <laughs> 
a good look on his face. Looks like he's trying to pass a kidney stone. Well, he's like he weighs. I mean, he's he's not the, the most fit guy. In the no, world. I did hear though that he lost some weight this year. So so he's he coming in the sideline, coming in slim down. Yeah, so he's not. <laughs> Then have to be keeled over every time the camera pans on him. <laughs> Who's the? Uh, who do you think is the is the leading contender to get fired first? The coach. Oh yeah, I actually wrote those down. So too, obviously, obviously Bill O'Brien. Oh yeah, good night. His... At, like he's got to be at this point. You can't trade away the best receiver in the league on it. Like I think Hopkins is probably the best receiver in the league. He's got the the best hands. He's he's just unguardable. And then, like, I I think there's a chance they could, like, completely miss the playoffs in the easiest division in football. So, his, uh, he, he has a standing desk, I heard, at the facility. He cannot sit down his seat so hot. Oh, I know. He's got to constantly yeah. be walking around. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Hopefully, uh, he's got some toilet paper for that butt chin because he's going <laughs> to need it. Um <laughs> And then the other two that I have are Anthony Lynn, the Chargers, and then Dan Quinn. Like <laughs> We've had Dan Quinn on the hot seat we have. the last two years. Yeah, and there was rumors at the end of last year that he was going to get fired and then never did. Wow, so, like, I, I just assumed he did get fired. There's kind of yeah. guys that I just assume we're all going to get fired. <laughs> yeah, but yeah <laughs> both him and Anthony, Anthony Lynn, I don't, think, uh, I don't think make it past this year because I don't see the Chargers – really competing for anything this year and no. the Falcons I really don't see them competing anymore either because now that they've got got Tampa Bay and uh the Saints are still the Saints so they're going to be good at least the Falcons have Matt Ryan who's an okay yeah quarterback. Anthony Lynn has Terod and and a rookie yeah yeah I don't I definitely don't see the Chargers do anything and especially now their best players out for the year too I mean Derwin James he was going to be a big part of that defense and right now that's going to be a huge hole they have to fill but oh one last thing so uh who is your bust watch and must watch on the year so we'll do this I think we'll do that like week to week and see like Predict who we think is going to bust and who's going to be like have a, a really okay. good week yeah we kind of um, did that last year didn't we yeah, kind of. Um, this is just a little bit better name. I like I like the name Bust Watch. It's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, my bust. I think he's honestly on your team, but <laughs> I think I think I think Zach Ertz might have a little bit of a down year. Yeah, he he did last year, kind of. Yeah, towards the end of the year, he tailed off. Um, so it'll be. I don't know what to expect really from him. I think they're trying to get Dallas Goddard more involved, and I don't know if that's just. Like he lost care, lost a lot of receptions just because they didn't have anybody, so people were keying in on him. So maybe this year will be a bounce back. Now that they drafted uh, Jalen Rager, and they'll get guys back healthy. So we'll see with him. But then my must watches. I think Kyler Murray, and I'm going to be a homer on this. I think Cortland Sutton. Both of those guys are due for huge years. I think adding Jerry Judy and just having Noah Fant for a second year will open so much more stuff up for Cortland Sutton so teams aren't double teaming him and you got to think he had 12 he had 1200 yards with three different quarterbacks so it'll be it'll be good to have like one quarterback for him the whole time so he'll be able to like actually kind of develop more of a more of a repertoire with with Drew Locke 
And then Kyler Murray, I think, is going to be a stud. Okay, so my team balanced out. So you have a guy on my team being the being a must watch and a and a bust. So that you yeah. out, doesn't it? Yeah. And by bust watch, it's like I just don't think you'll be able to expect like top three production from Zach Ertz anymore. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. But, I wouldn't be if I had if I if I came home to Julie every night though. I wouldn't be real focused on football. <laughs> That's a good point. It'd be the last thing on my mind. It's kind of like <laughs> Dustin Johnson, the golfer. If you're coming home to Paulina Gretzky, I don't know how he wins all those tournaments. Oh, I know. Didn't he just pick up a win this weekend? Yeah, he he came away in in this this month alone. He made twenty million. Oh my goodness, that's which, a good payday. <laughs> which isn't bad. No, no, it's not no. bad at all. Wow, man, I I played the wrong sport growing up. I should have just picked up some golf clubs when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, you could have been you could have been hitting it out there at four hundred <laughs> yards and I'm telling you, <laughs> man. But yeah, so uh, who do you have for your busts and musts? I kind of I kind of gave this one away because I kind of skipped the segment, but James Conner is my bust. Okay. Yeah. I think I... That in week one, everybody kind of you kind of play every running back by committee anyway. Yeah. So I think that all four of their running backs are going to at least get a get a carry, and it's just kind of hard. You kind of have to wait a couple weeks before the before a running back kind of separates himself. I feel like. Yeah. So I think that this week could be slow if you're if you're playing James Conner. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Who uh, the Steelers drafted somebody at running back this year, right? Like in the third round. Yeah, it's probably one of the guys I have on here. Uh, I wrote down that the other running backs are Snell, Samuels, and McFarland. Ah, uh, McFarland. That's who they drafted. Okay, so you yeah, got to yeah. you got to think that they may give him a few carries just to see what he's made of. Yeah, you would think. And a lot of those day, like those day two running backs, end up being the best guys. So, right. Uh, oh, here, here's another thing. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that Tomlin's seat is is uh, is 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 fine? Do you think that he'll ever get fired? Uh, at the current state of everything going on right now, no. Yeah. Because everybody will come after the Steelers front office saying that they're racist. Uh, <laughs> I personally don't think he's a bad coach. That's true. That's I actually, very true. I actually like Mike Tomlin. Um, and I think he's probably like a good, I don't know. He's good at leading other guys for the most part. So I think he's pretty safe. As results go, he's—I mean—he's got what is it? Two Super Bowls or just one? Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I—I I don't know how far that that protects you, but yeah, yeah, I agree. that's this, true. This year, especially with 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 COVID and everything like that, I don't, yeah. I don't. It's a weird. I think you got to be really bad to get fired this year. Yeah, and I think that uh, Inter given... Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that um, getting Ben Roethlisberger back, I think they're. Once Ben's gone, then I think they would maybe look at making a change if they didn't have any success after that. But they may just they, part ways. Tomlin may leave. Yeah, ben, that, and that's ben. true. And Tomlin will have a job like the very next day, anyway. Yeah. So. Oh, he's gonna. Yeah, he's not like Hugh Jackson. He'll he'll get no, he'll get hired. Yeah. Again. yeah so. So uh, yeah, my, my must watch. Uh, I, I bagged on him earlier for his fetishes, but uh, OBJ I think is going to have a is destined to have a bounce back year. Oh yeah, especially with uh, Stefanski as their head coach now. They've actually got somebody competent calling plays. They don't have a, a guy who drives a drives yeah. a forklift coaching for him. Yeah, this year. Yeah, coming from Minnesota, I mean, they'll I think that offense, especially 
two years ago was really good. He made Kirk that, Cousins look good. Oh yeah, and I I think Baker is significantly more talented than Kirk Cousins. So. Yeah, I like that. You like that? Oh yeah, you like that. So yeah, I I I could agree with those. I think Baker's motivated this year too. I think I think yeah. he'll uh, I think he'll. He, I mean, it's not it's hard for him to have a worse year than he did with Freddie Kitchens last year. Yeah, so I would that... assume that I don't know how much of a of a of an increase he'll have, but I don't think it'll I don't think he'll get worse. No, and I think I think the Browns could be like a eight or nine win team. I mean they'll they'll compete for that seventh playoff spot I think this year. So Yeah. Last year they just had so many expectations and with Freddie Kitchens coming in, like nobody realized how big of a dumpster fire he was until until halfway through, or like week two of the season, when they're trash. But... No, part of that's on Baker too, though, because he wanted him. Which is, that, yeah, that's true. Which is odd. And that, then part of that's also on John Dorsey for listening to the quarterback and what he wants instead of what's good yeah. for the team. So right, it's not like Baker. I mean, if Tom Brady's telling you to make a move, you have to do it. But it, yeah, but Baker Baker is a little unproven to be calling the shots. Yeah, you don't give that kind of power to a guy going into a second year. No. But, but yeah, um, I'm excited about the fantasy season. I think I'm pretty excited about my team, and hopefully we don't end up on Spud Watch again. I think we're, I think we're a few more injuries away from most teams than being on Spud Watch, but especially in this year, you don't know. You took the, you took the worst, the worst punch. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's hard to think it's going to be any worse. Yeah. This year. You could be there's we've never had a team go from last, from worst to first though, have we? Has a team who's got the spud ever won the following year? Uh maybe so there was one year where Zach was really bad and then the next year, I don't know if he won. I think he came in second. But he went from worst to like second place. I'm pretty sure. And then, well, let me see if I can pull up the league history. Um, yeah, I know Zach, but part of Zach, I mean, that's not really fair because Zach didn't even try and then tried and won. So it was kind of so. 2015, Zach finished in last place and then won the next year. Okay, so. But we didn't start PPR until 20 – well, 2016 might have been the first year that we started PPR. Are we going to look at our winners as huh. as, as winners from the, from the old era and the modern era? What in the world? Because uh, there's, there's a couple guys like Daniel and I think Garrick won one in the old era. Oh, sorry. I, uh, my Wi-Fi went out. Uh-oh. But we're all good now. But yeah, Zach, he uh he finished last in twenty fifteen and finished first the next year. So we did have one worst to first story. Yeah, that was that's that's impressive. I just assumed it hadn't been done. But was Zach trying the year before? Probably or was not. that when he's he still <laughs> tanked at some point? Yeah, probably not. Um Yeah, I think that was the year before we switched over to to PPR and put some punishment on it for losing. 
yeah, now everybody, everybody <laughs> but Robert kind of tries. Yeah, and even then, Robert still hasn't like had a horrible year. No, he tries once he gets in that in that. We just call it the spud bracket. Yeah. Those bottom four guys. Yeah. Once he gets there, he starts to he starts to give a little bit of effort. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the standings pulled up now. Um, the bad boys that year had. 746 points for and the next lowest was Robert who finished fifth with 913 wow <laughs> yeah that's bad jeez <laughs> now is, is is Zach an expansion team because I feel like he's had three different names over the course of his career well he has because he started out as the bad boys and then of course last year he got he got the naming rights changed to uh, what was it? Team Aaron Baumgartner, and then yeah. obviously this year he's I hate marijuana. So. Yeah, that could be a, if we're bringing ex girlfriends into the equation. That could be a slippery slope for a lot of for a lot of for a lot of people in this league. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> but, but yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a good season though. So I'm excited. Who's uh? Who, what's your prediction for tonight? Chiefs, uh, uh, Chiefs, Texans. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that we would win. Uh, yeah, first game of the year, you never know. We could come out and just lay an egg after have a little Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I would, I would, I would predict us to win. But I'm not. I'm never going to be. Even though we just won the Super Bowl last year as a Chiefs fan, I'm never confident. Oh yeah, still. I understand that. Um... Yeah, I think it'll be Chiefs 31, Texans uh, 24, maybe. Oh, so pretty, you got a pretty good game then. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I think the, I think that'll be a close game and the Chiefs will kind of pull away late and kind of seal it out. I either going between 31-21 or 31-24, uh, but I don't think the Chiefs lose whenever, they're drop, whenever they unveil the banner tonight. I think that's one of those yeah. games where it's always kind of set up for the Super Bowl team to win. This will be the first attended major sporting event since the start of the pandemic, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I guess there's like some of those minor college games. But yeah, right. since, since all the like Big 12 and the ACC don't kick off until – is it just the Big 12 kicking off this week? Yeah, yeah. OU plays against Missouri State. Yeah. Yeah, the fifty-five dollar pay-per-view. I'm gonna have to find an illegal stream of that. Yeah, that's that's not happening. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, well, I think we're about out of time. I think there's like an hour time limit on this, so we're gonna get cut off. Yeah, we're gonna get cut off. We don't cut it off ourselves, but <laughs> but yeah. Well, I wish your Chiefs luck tonight. Hopefully, Patrick Mahomes gets me lots of points. Thanks. We'll need it. <laughs> all right it was good talking to you i guess we'll yeah. i guess we'll be back next week at some point uh yeah probably we can probably do it monday night i'm yeah well, yeah it's probably good why it's still fresh yeah we can we can do it monday night after the uh after the second monday night game the broncos titans okay all right oh yeah yeah you'll have some stuff to talk about though. oh yeah <laughs> yeah i will everything will be set in stone but... <laughs> All right. Well, I'll catch you then. All right. Take it easy. All right. See you, man. Bye. This episode of Football's Finest Podcast is brought to you by Tate Boys Tire and Service. 
Tate Boys has been providing service to Northeast Oklahoma for over 30 years and is the largest independent tire, tire dealer in the area. Tate Boys offers a variety of services from tire repairs, preventative maintenance, brakes, steering and suspension, HVAC, wheel alignment, and free vehicle safety inspections. Whether you're looking to tune up your car or want to be skating some new Dayton rims, Tate's is the place to be. Come in and ask about the Tate 12 and see how you can improve your, improve your ride today. Nibbling on sponge cake Watching the sun bake All of those tourists covered in oil Strumming my sixth string On my front porch swing Smell those shrimp, hey, they're beginning to boil Wasted away again in Margaritaville Searching for my lost shaker of salt Some people claim that there's a woman to blame But I know it's nobody's fault 